I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me, Bruno Cambone, Head of Research, Sopra Banking Software. We're talking about open finance. Open finance, I guess, is the next evolution of open banking. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, open banking has actually has been an attempt to open bank information system to external players. And it started mainly with um, personal current account data and payments. But it's also, at least in the Europe, mainly connoted um, with regulation and the payment regulation, which has been clearing the path to open banking. But open finance is really, when talking about personal information, we need to talk about. If open finance is a development of open banking, is, is a deepening of open banking, do we not have an issue with take-up? Because open banking has been around for a couple of years now, and so far consumers are not really rushing for it. Yeah, that's a very good point you are making. Two studies, well, one in the US by X-Way, uh, showed that only 24% of respondents in the US know what it is, I mean open banking. And here in Europe, uh, there was another uh, recent study from EcomPay that showed that only 14% were aware of what is open banking. So yeah, we could be tempted to say, well, let's make this more knowledgeable by people before moving forward on open finance. But actually, you know, my, my perspective is very different because from a end user like you and me, we don't care about open banking or open finance. These are tools to help the banks and financial players to be more, let's say, integrated into the day-to-day -day life. That's true for individuals to help, uh, you know, what they are interested in is not open banking or open finance or open whatever. It's about how to better manage my finance or better and quicker buy a car or whatever. If I'm an enterprise, it's about my treasury management, liquidity management, credit management, things like this. So, no, I, I, I do believe that we, we, we need to rush to open finance. And, and you know what? The regulation and standardization bodies of the world are not fooled by the, the names. At least in the US, for example, the uh, regulation is always already, well, this lasted at least 24 months already, talking about how to protect personal finance data of consumers. And this is also true in Australia and in Brazil and even in here in Europe. Europe, if you see the uh, communication strategy on digital finance that has been made by the EU in September last year, this is already there. And, you know, I'm co-chairing the Belling Group advisory group here in Europe. And uh, we are working on the market demand. But guess what? Open banking or the regulation part, portion of it is over. And we have been already working on open finance for 18 months already. So this is here and this is what the market is demanding. We're talking about labels that consumers, whether they're individual consumers or corporate consumers, don't actually care about. They don't care about the label open banking. They don't care about the label open finance. What they care about is being able to manage their money and manage their accounts and manage what they want to do with their money, when they want to do it, and how they want to do it. Absolutely. That's absolutely the, the case. You, you know, another example, one of the key things that is now popping up is really to think about the uh, 
real business cases or use cases of open banking. And from a, an individual perspective, it's not only banking or finance that needs to be open. It, it, it's, it's true for various other industries. So when it comes to the end user, then they're interested in this. You know, wh wh why BNPL? You know, why buy now later is so, so, um, has so, such a, an impact uh, these days and there is such attraction on this is precisely because it helps people to better buy, better manage their money, to buy what they want based on their own life projects. Let's turn this on its head. We've been talking about how the consumers react, about how the banks react. Let's talk about how you react as a supplier of systems to the banking industry. What are you working on and what are you doing to make this happen? Actually, Superbanking has been developing core banking software for more than, let's say, 20 years. It's a little bit more than that. Up to a point when composable banking became the obvious way forward, actually. And in parallel, thanks to digital economy and technologies, it also became obvious that the customer experience within the customer engagement process is crucial. So actually, for the last four years, since 2017, uh, we have been investing to create a platform to support our customers to get, I mean, the banks or financial industry to get all the tools and access to all the services in such a way we can timely go to market and create, let's say, brilliant customer experience. The first challenge to understand is to understand and define the value proposition that will be perceived and understood by the customer or our customer. In other words, banks and financial services organizations have to forget about their legacy services and think customer first. You know, which, when, and how financial services or traditional financial services have to be embedded in such customer journey has to be seamless and to some extent invisible. And the complexity comes from the myriad of situations one can foresee, actually. You know, open banking and open finance are the means to increase and improve personalization capabilities thanks to the data we can fetch or services we can fetch at a very, very fine granularity. At the same time, financial services organizations have to be ready to face a kind of fractal market as the more sub-segment one can address, the more sub-segment show. And you know, this is very exciting because it's a magic, but as well as a challenge of digital and digital economy. So this is where we are. And as I mentioned, we are working hardly on that, deeply on that. And we've been working deeply on that for the last four years. So what do we do? Actually, this has been foundational in our investment in our digital banking engagement platform. And we see... You know, this is twofold. On the one hand, there are functional, let's say, requirements that need to be addressed, you know. And, and in this regard, there are two must-have. One is when we are talking of a platform as an engine to address the challenge of digital economy, the, the fact, and specifically because of the fractal characteristics of the market, none can address all the situation. Are too much. 
Hence, a platform has to be able to engage any partner, and particularly fintechs, which can address such specific situations with innovative services. That's number one, how to engage any partners. Number two, functional must-have also is to provide the capability to combine those various services, either the one the bank has, like the traditional banking services, or the one that the partners do bring to create the various specific customer journey that address the various customer situations. Because at the end, what is paramount is a customer experience. So this is the first fold, let's say, all the functional. Now, from a non-functional perspective, is the second fold. There are two challenges that uh, our customers are facing. Number one is a usual challenge in, in, uh, in finance. It's to keep and improve the security of identifying players, authenticating who they are, authorizing them to do what they are allowed to do. And this has to do with end customers like you and me. This has to do with partners from whom we are consuming some services or to whom we are providing services for them to sell and ensuring the end customer protection, i.e. managing their consent to get and reuse their personal finance data. That's a first challenge. Second challenge, non-functional, is really to ensure quick time to market, to launch, test, analyze, and adapt their services life cycles. So, you know, these twofold, on the one hand, the functional, and on the second hand, the, the, uh, the non-functional challenges or, or uh, requirements is what we have been focusing for the last four years. And now, you know, what are the proof points of what I'm talking about? You know, our first deliveries has been on open banking regulation. So for the last two years, our solution has been delivering the services, open banking regulation ones in Europe, to more than 30 banks across 15 and even more now countries. We are now putting into production new added value services on top of those open banking regulation services, combining partners as well as SBS services in various domains. With the number one objective is to help our banking customers to deliver more value in terms of their client money management. This is where we are as of today. So, you know, basically this is what we, we, we are doing. On the one hand, leveraging all the history of supply banking, on the other end, sizing the challenges brought by the digital economy and the digital technologies that enable so many things. And at the same time, being very humble, starting small, open banking regulation and improving regularly with new services thanks to the platform approach, uh, engaging more and more partners that we have put in place. Bruno Cambonet, Head of Research at Sopra Banking Software, thank you very much.